podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics podcast, the only one. All those other ones that might be named Talking Tactics, uh-uh. This is the real Talking Tactics podcast. Losers, cheats, thieves, racists. <laughs> Don't go that far. Uh, my name's Daniel. What's up, Double H? Man, look, I'm, I'm living, breathing, trying not to become a villain. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to subscribe. It's free. But if you do want to help the podcast out monetarily, remember that we do have a Patreon. We give you content every week, 30 to 40 minutes, where we just come in and just talk about whatever's going on that week. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, by the way, leave a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. As I said last week, we did get a few reviews. So um, I'm going to read I'm gonna read two because they're relatively short. This one is from Twitch COF, um, Wicked, Wicked Podcast. I look forward to listening to you guys. Hands down, the best podcast out right now. Been listening for over a year now. Glad I found you guys. Keep it up, boys. Chelsea FC in brackets with a blue heart. So shout out to a Chelsea fan. Thank you for listening, bro. And thank you for the review. This next one's from NDYCN Doobie. Uh, great podcast. I've been a listener and subscriber for the past month, and I love it. Shout out to my boy Fawaz Mansour Nawobi for recommending the podcast. Apologies if I got that name wrong, guys. Uh, Mad love from Palestine. The second I make some money, you'll be getting some of that cheddar. Till then, keep it up. (laughs) Wow. So so that's someone actually from Palestine? They might be Palestinian. I don't know if this is from Palestine. But yeah, shout out to, uh, I mean, your your name's kind of confused, but you're going to know who you are. So shout out to you. Thank you guys for the review. We're international, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, let's start out with somebody who does not feel good. Okay. No. Uh, this is where we're starting. I don't care. I know there's a women's world cup, the gold cup final, Copa America final. I don't care. Messi thinks there's corruption in South American football. So this is where we're going to start. If you want the quotes, he said, um, this is some of what he said. We don't have to be part of this corruption. Messi said they have showed us a lack of respect throughout the tournament. Sadly, the corruption, the referees, they don't allow people to enjoy football. They ruined it a bit. I think the cup is fixed for Brazil. I hope that the VAR and the referees have nothing to do in this final and that Peru can compete because they have been the team to do so, although I think it is difficult. Wow. Messi got the second red card of his career. Ironically, the first red card of his career was his Argentina debut. I think I read on Twitter somewhere. So this is his second red card. So Messi's not used to being sent off. Also, he hasn't won anything for Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) so like people put a microphone in his face and obviously he was a bit shitty he's not a good loser i i didn't recognize this up until when they lost the it might have been the second final that they lost to chile when he came out and he retired from international (laughs) football because he was just so distraught that he didn't know what to do with himself so he's just like you know what we've lost three finals now i'm retired and then like a few months later, he was back because I guess he realized like he didn't really want to retire. So he does like these little emotional. He has these outbursts when things don't go his way. But to call the whole thing corrupt, bro. Yeah, that's 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 deep, man. Come on, man. And, and I've I've read that maybe they want to try to suspend him for further competitions. I'm like, bro, the next one's in Argentina. Like they're not gonna suspend him. But you can't not that. punish him somewhere. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair is fair. You, you have to be punished. The question is, mm. what punishment do you give him? If any other players said that, they'd 100% be... You, you can't say those those things. Like, that's just... That is very extreme to say. You know, and, and especially with someone with such a... With as... With, that is so influential as you. That basically... That would just rub off very badly on the comic book. It make them look very bad because Messi is so much more influential and has such a, a, a bigger reach than the mm-hmm. comic book. So that is very damaging. Yeah, but I would understand, like, if you lost, like, they should have maybe had at least one penalty against Brazil. If he came out and said, you know, the the, the referee was against us, I don't think people would have cared that much. This is the third place game. It, it, no, it's no, up no consequence, really. He wanted revenge against... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, do you know how annoying that would be where, like, you had your chance to have a little bit of tiny revenge against, against Chile, the people who stopped you from winning the Copa America twice, and you get sent off when you shouldn't have been sent off. So, no, look... I fully, like, at the end of the day, I get the anger you would have, especially at that same time. But at the same time, those are ridiculous comments to make. And also, they're not true because, as you said, and as you, I think you tweeted something like that, 
So how does Jesus getting sense of prove that they are corrupt? Or did in Messi's go, mind, in yeah, that it's, it's a cover-up. In Messi's mind, yeah, it's a cover-up. Cover yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's no, no, like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they gave Peru the penalty and they gave Jesus a red card just so they could cover up. They're trying to give Brazil the cup. Mm -hmm. That's how it happened. But what's interesting, and I was I was talking about this with, uh, I think it's um, Andre. He was like, bro, Messi didn't have to say any of this. And, and now that he's opened his mouth, because the next Copa America is in Argentina, I don't, I don't want to hear any excuses from you. Not a peep. Like, you no, have no, no, no excuses but, the next time because you've set the expectation. You see, I don't view it as that for me. I view it as it's just him being pissed off. I no excuses. No. No, 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 no. If no. Argentina don't win the next one, I don't want to hear anything about all oh, the team, all the this, all the that. It's all messy now because apparently there's corruption for the home teams. So if I don't see uh, Colombia and Argentina in the next one and Messi not lifting the Copa America, I don't want to hear then, anything. But then, but then what he can say, though, what he can say is that because he has said this, then he'll say that if Argentina don't win Come Ball, we're now trying to be against Argentina at their home ground because Messi went against them. So they will now actually double down and try and mess him up on home soil. So <laughs> there you go. But again, that's an excuse. I don't want to hear any excuses from Messi. No, 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 no. But that is a very viable thing to come and say that because he's come out and said this and he has literally said, he actually come out and be, you're now, you've, you've now called this thing corrupt. Then they have to react. So what is the best way to react? We're going to make sure that we screw you over on on home soil. We'll not allow you to win this trophy after that. Would then, that would, but crop. that would prove him right. Unless you can prove that they are involved, then no one will ever know. So said, make sure that we, nobody knows that we're going to screw this guy over. But let's screw this guy over. So it could be a thing where no, we've not done anything wrong. Oh, you've made us low look bad. You've actually um destroyed us in the public eye. Yeah, let's actually do this whole corruption thing that you're on about, and actually, let's just screw you up now. So. <laughs> You know, but look, he was look. I think for Messi, like, bro, like, why is he saying that? Because what Messi said, that's some pretty extra. Like, he basically just went there, like nothing was. You know, normally whenever people say stuff is like, if I speak, blah blah. It's 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 very thinly veiled. Whenever people say this, this is one of the most direct things I've heard a footballer say. Where no, these guys are crops. They're they're trying to make this this team win, and they and they want to make sure that that's this team win. What just was the like, last you know? really clear moment where somebody outed? corruption in football in your mind oh wow for me i always go back to euro 2000 and portugal you went back too far yeah 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 like when portugal lost to um holland but then what's it called 2009 chelsea thank Barcelona. you thank you thank you i knew we were gonna be on the same wave when when drogba said it's a disgrace that was like the last clear outing of like corruption in my brain obviously I'm no, sure no, no, been I, others. I, I, you know what was very clear about that hitting Actually, you know, normally you imagine, but like, well, you know, but Hayden actually sort of supported him as best as he could without being so overt about it. I understand his emotions, you know, I, I understand it. Like, they, if you ever watch that clip back, <laughs> you'll see like Branislav Ivanovic and John Terry trying to stop drug move, but they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, tried, they tried, they tried. The funny thing is that he was, he was wearing slippers, so he looks very African. It was a very African kind of situation because he was, he, was, he was, I was like, wait a minute, you're wearing slippers. So it's the head, it's the head gestures as well. It's like, <laughs> but anyway, well, so I, 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 I bring that up because if we really want to have a discussion about corruption, Messi, who's which club team has benefited most from dodgy oh, decisions oh, in the past ten that's years? Where you want to go? Uh oh, I'm just saying, like, which club team would people say has benefited from the most odd decisions in the past 10, 15 years? But, but 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 look, man, that's just how it is in life. Is like you know, you whenever you benefit from it, you just say yeah, whatever. But whenever it does benefit you and you suffer from it, then you're like, oh whoa whoa whoa, what the hell is this? Can we just get to the core of the matter? Because we are sort of looking at this through the wrong wrong lens. The core of the matter is this: Messi does care that he hasn't won anything with Argentina. Mm. That was what the whole retirement thing was about in 2016, and this is what this outburst was about. Like. I think there was a time where he was like, hey, look, as long as we got to the finals, it's cool, everything. But I think the older he gets, the more that the Barcelona stuff doesn't really mean as much. The stuff that really means something will be this thing with Argentina. And I just believe that it's never going to happen. When all is said and done and he retires, people now have to just make up their judgment that is it enough to put him above Maradona based on how he has dominated the club scene, but he never won anything internationally. 
where should we now put him? Because I just believe that will be the asterisk on his career. People said, oh, but it doesn't matter. It's like, no, then you're being foolish. That is an asterisk on your career. That's you never won anything internationally with Argentina. This ain't Sweden. This ain't um, flipping um, Bulgaria or whatsoever. This is a team who have won numerous Copa Americas. I think they've won the second most Copa Americas. So his best chance was 2015, 2016. That was his best chance to, to win something. Like 2014, he didn't have his opportunities, but you know, Germany, like that was a close game. Germany, I did say they could have gone either way. Uh, but I think 2015, 2016, to lose to Chile twice, ah, I mean, bro. He did win a gold medal. Does that count? No. I think that was 2000. When, when was Beijing? Oh, 2008. Yeah, and I think that they beat us in the final, I think. Yeah. So yeah, he does have a gold medal at least. No, 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 no. Like the, the <laughs> only trophies that matter internationally is either the World Cup or your original or your continental trophy. Right. Don't give me the Confederations Cup. Don't give me the Olympics. Don't, 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 don't give me that stuff, man. But I just think, look, I just think that's just how life is going to be, and that's just how his career is going to be. That this is a guy that did so much stuff club-wise, which is why if you're Argentine, you're going to look at Messi funny because you would say, "Wow, he's put anything on the map by being." the best player in the world for such a long time. But at the same time, he won nothing for us. Maradona won us that World Cup in 1986. It's like people will always have more affection for Maradona than they will for Messi. And that's just... Because, you know, I've always said this is that the greatest player is Messi's natural talent and Cristiano's men mentality. But then I say that was pretty much Maradona. Because Maradona had pretty much Messi's talent, natural talent... And he had the the winning men, men, men mentality that's dogged in the trenches through the mod attitude that, that Cristiano had, which is what I think makes Maradona the GOAT. In other Copa America news, we did there was a final. Brazil won. What did you think of the game? Peru just they just weren't good enough, you know. Brazil were just easily the, the, the better team. Like if Peru had gone in at halftime 1-1, one, one, they could have had a chance. But I just think that overall Brazil just completely dominated them. But it just shows you uh, the matchups. I think. Brazil, Chile would have been a much closer game, mm. but Peru obviously, obviously, we're just, we're just it's a better matchup for them against Chile. But Peru against Brazil is just a bad matchup for Peru. Just Peru just, were just never really in the game. Yeah, and like Brazil, over um over the course of the tournament, Brazil beat Peru eight one. Yeah, what, is, what do they say in boxing? Like styles make fights or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bad matchup for Peru. We we could talk about Jesus. We could talk about Everton, who was really really good. We could talk about Firmino, who I think had a really good game. Do you think if Brazil had Neymar, this goes exactly the same way? Like, they still win? No, I mean, basically, it's just one of those funny things. Because people will say, oh, look at how easy Brazil won. So if Neymar was there, they'd win much more easier. But that's just not how things work. Maybe by Neymar being in there, they play, play, they play less like a team, and they're now much more reliant on him. Would that work against him, especially in the Paraguay game and in the Argentina game? Because with Neymar and the team, they'll play. They'll just play differently because you're not playing with a guy who you know is your best player and you're not looking at, at everything towards him and you're looking for him to go. But with him not in the team, Everton Suarez... Because remember, Everton Suarez plays on the left. So if Neymar was there, Neymar would have that position. So Everton Suarez wouldn't be... even would not be a feature at all in a tournament. And he was Brazil's best player. I'm not saying that Everton Suarez is a better player than Neymar. All I'm saying is... Especially in sports and football, it is wrong to assume that, oh, if Neymar was there, they're obviously a better team. They won without him. So if they had him, they, they just win easy. Like, eh, doesn't doesn't always work like, like that in, in, in football. Yeah, it was like, um, I think we had this discussion when Spurs were having like a, a good run of form without Harry Kane. And then Carl brought up the Ewing theory, where basically if you remove the star from a team, Sometimes those teams end up performing better without their star player because the team mm. doesn't necessarily have to run through the guy who everyone thinks the team should run through. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that was the case just for this tournament. Although I think we do have to say the quality of South American football, it gets like a pass by default. You have Brazil, you have Colombia, you have Argentina, you have Uruguay, like all, all the kind of sexy names of South American football that are always in contention in World Cups and whatnot. Would you say that the quality of these teams has been particularly great to where you would need a Neymar if you're Brazil? Like, you still have decent players, like top players that play in top clubs. I didn't watch these games and think, yo, like, there's really, really good teams out here. My thing is, uh, I think it started off well, especially in the group stages. But I think once it got to the knockouts, I just think the talents 
I just think the, the quality just dipped. Bulls, I just think it's a key thing of like the Uruguay team, they need to be revamped. They are they're a bit too old now. Chile team, they need to be revamped. They're a bit too old right now. Colombia are a team that just failed to really play up to the kind of hype and the expectation that, that they kept that, that they keep on getting gigging. Um Peru, as good as they played against Chile, they, 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 their quality just isn't there, especially when they, they faced against Brazil. So I just think um yeah, like the I just think it's like and even for Argentina as well, like a lot of a lot of these teams, they need to totally now usher in a new era, the younger generation. You know, like Argentina need that younger generation, Uruguay need that younger generation, Chile need that younger generation. I just think like what you saw are just because there's one next year. The one next year should be a lot of these players last Copa America. Then afterwards, mm-hmm. it should like you, sh- you shouldn't be seeing like a Suarez for for Uruguay anymore. You shouldn't be seeing a, a Sanchez for, or Vidal for Chile. You know, and and all these guys. Mm. And I think for Messi, if they don't win next year, he'll probably re- re- retire. So, yeah, because Copa America is going to an every four year format. Copa America is going to run concurrent with the Euros. So from 2020, you'll go 2024, 2028, 2032. Mm. So it'll be on the same schedule as the Euros. Next year, you'll see like Cavani, Suarez, Messi, um, maybe even, I don't know, on Brazil. I don't, Brazil's kind of young. So maybe like Fernandinho and those kind of guys, maybe this will be their last one. Willian, I don't know if he, he shouldn't even made this one to be fair. Um, uh, Silva, obviously, Danny Alves. Dan, I don't know if Danny Alves will play next year. He doesn't even have a club, but yo, yeah, by, by the way, 36 man, isn't he? So he's won 40 trophies. I don't, I don't know if you've seen like those tweets of like 40 trophies over his career. No, no, yeah, yeah. I've seen the graphic of all the trophies is one. It's insane. Incredible, man. While while we're discussing Neymar, we might as well talk about PSG quickly. So apparently he didn't show up to training today. PSG said they will take appropriate action. If I could read the quote, it says, Paris Saint-Germain notes that Neymar Jr. was not in attendance at the agreed time and place. This was without the club's prior authorization. Read a statement. I'm reading from BBC Sport. Um, the club regrets the situation. So I think, you know what? We've had kind of discussions in the past about why do PSG want to sell? I don't think PSG want to sell now. I think that was just more speculation of whatever rift could be going in the media. So people maybe thought that PSG wanted to sell. So we came up with reasons about why. It seems more like PSG want to keep him and Neymar want, is the one that wants to leave. Kind of like what's going on with Pogba at Manchester United, where we'd, we'd want to keep you, but if you're trying to force a move, we'll see what happens. So... I, 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 Neymar's injured though, so what what would he be showing up to training for? Well, I, th- I think even if even if you're injured, you, you can still turn up and just say, "Hey, look, I'm here." Like, just as far as maybe protocol or procedures, maybe it's procedure to still turn up, even if you're injured, just to turn up for preseason, you know, pleasantries and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I mean, I I still believe that they want to sell him. Yes, true. I, I, I still think I, I still go with the with the theory of they think that this guy has like a serious injury or something. And they want to just offload him. Like, yo, no, we really want to keep him. We really want to keep him. Wink wink. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, we don't, bro. But they don't. I don't know. I think it would look bad on PSG if he left though. So do you think Neymar stays at PSG this summer or do you think that he leaves? I think he gives them one more season and then and then leaves. Wait, one more season for what? To do what? To fail in the Champions League again and win another <laughs> trouble. And oh I just think I just think in the time it's gonna take, by the time the window closes, I don't know if you're gonna be able to come up with a deal. You know what I mean? Like I feel mm. like this would be one of the more complicated deals to get done. So let's say you start negotiations in a couple weeks. You can really get all of the details done by the time the deadline hits. Maybe you can. He got like hotels. His dad wants money. His agent wants money. You're going to have to rework, like, what shirt number do I get? All of that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you would need months and months to really make sure the deal is done correctly and is not done rushed. So I feel like it would make more sense to stay this season. And while the season's going on, you it's kind of under the auspice that, you know, he's going to be gone by the end of the year, give you time to plan, where are you going to spend the money, blah, blah, blah. Huh. I mean... When when we even think about Neymar and everything is like, I still say this is like how relevant is he? Very. Based on what? His talents or just his 
pop popularity and his celebrity status? Both. Are we going to sit here and pretend like a healthy, fit Neymar isn't one of the top two best players in the world? How many times has he had a great performance in the Champions League against a top opponent? The last I remember was maybe the Liverpool game in Paris. But if you keep on getting injured and you keep on never appearing in the, in key quarterfinal, second round thing, thingy games, then what? It's like I can't I can't put you top to top top three because you score five goals against flipping Lorient or Evian. <laughs> so, why do we do why do you always disrespect clubs bro how come every time it comes out like it's the way you say it. you know how Stephen a smith would say like kwame brown or slava medvedenko you always say like you can't you can't that messi is a top dude because he scores a hat trick against huesca huesca okay then and, and this would be my argument all right if it's so easy, why don't you just do it? It's just a, it's a Jay-Z bar. If it's so easy to score these hat tricks against Huesca or L'Oreal or whoever, how come everybody isn't doing it? Fair point, but my response to that is based on your talents, we need to see you do it against teams of a greater and a higher ilk. That's my response to it. Fair enough. Um, all right, we could do – you want to do Women's World Cup or AFCON? I mean, let's might as well just round up the women's World Cup then before we get get onto Afcon. So just, just so so did did you watch? I'm assuming you watched some of the final. What what did you think? Look 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 look. They're the better team, you know. And I think like Netherlands, they did their best that they they could to hold them to zero zero in the first half. But I think you know once you're dealing with it, remember this is Holland's first final. Yes, the European champions, but this is their first ever World Cup final. But I just think like you know when you just look at the experience of America and how they've been in this situation so many times, I think it, it just told. So there was always an eventuality that America would score. So they just said, look, we don't have to panic. The opportunity will, will come when it, when it arises. So I think that the difference here is, I think America are so experienced in winning um, World Cups, whereas Portugal had still not won any major trophy. That just knowing how to navigate a final Mm. Is a huge asset to have over a team that's this is the first time being being in the final. So one, everybody was right when they said the winner of USA France was going to win the tournament. Number two, by the in the next four years, by the time we get to the next World Cup in 2023, I feel like the European nations are going to have caught the United States. I feel like this has kind of been like a gradual thing that once women's football really takes on or takes off in Europe, it's going to be like men's football almost. Meaning the gap between the U.S. women's national team and a France and England and Italy, a Netherlands, a Switzerland, Switzerland, uh, Sweden, all mm. these teams, I feel like the gap is going to shrink and shrink and shrink. It, it was the United States and then every other team in the in the, in the the semifinal was, mm. uh, was European. It was Sweden. Oh, yeah. It was Netherlands. It was England. And mm. then the United States had to play France earlier than maybe what people expected. So those four teams, all the other best teams are are European. So I think by the by the time the next four years comes around, or by the time this United States team gets phased out, so like Rapino leaves and all those other players, they get they leave or they just get older and retire. I'm not sure how long women's footballers stay around. So <laughs> maybe I'm speaking out of my depth. You know how like some uh, in international men's football, a player will get 32 and they'll retire just because they want to save themselves for club football. Maybe in women's football it's different because international football is the end-all, be-all, it seems. So maybe like more U.S. players will stay around longer, like a Carly Lloyd is staying around in, until her like mid-30s. But I think the European nations are going to catch up with the United States. And then maybe not, maybe not, maybe 2023 is a bit ambitious. But by 2027, mm-hmm. it's going to be parity. If not, the European nations are going to be better. Because Europe is actually going to take football seriously in a way that we understand the United States doesn't. No, 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 but remember, in, in America, the women take it very seriously. No. You think? No, 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 because I think the whole us concept of the soccer moms and everything, I think that's something that's been around for so long. So I just think, like, girls, especially with when you look at um, the the image and just, and just, like, the public image of Rapinoe, and Alex Morgan, he tells me, like, oh, man, I'm really inspired by that. So they'll take up football and everything. So why is that going to now sort of stop now? Because remember, the women's game is the only thing in America where they are actually much better than their male counterparts in everything. 
the men are much better like whether it's in basketball in the nfl in baseball so forth really the men are better the football is everything where you no know, women they are far more successful you know and right. far more popular than the, the men's team so you're like why would girls not want to pursue that and just men and trust me america loves winning <laughs> they love winning and dominating so especially if this if the women's game becomes more and more popular and more money is being put into it america would still more so than anything wants the women to, to keep on winning it's just that that can it can happen for for the men's game it's just that they just will never take it seriously for the men's game it will, it will never happen my thing it's not contingent on what the u.s does it's contingent on what the european countries do are you telling me if you take 11 girls from america and you coach them up to be the best 11 they can be mm. with with like u.s coaches and whatnot like in the u.s system oh, or, yeah. if, or if you go to the netherlands and you take 11 girls from there and you coach them in the dutch way of football you don't think by the time they're grown women if if you really give them the resources the the dutch women you really give them the like what what you would give the men in holland you don't think those players would be better than the u.s ones you see this is where it gets tricky because even if you got them the best training can dutch women ever play football to the same brand of rikards holland <laughs> Or, I'm not saying um, that. I'm just saying I no, feel no, like. But no, no, okay. but, but but it's like that's especially when every, when I look at this American team. I'm sorry, they're not they're, they're not very good. Like they're not very dynamic. Like they're very organized and they do all the right things well. But there's they have no flair. Like for me, Alex, Alex Morgan is average to, to me. But Rapino is actually pretty good. But the American team as themselves, they're not very dynamic. Like Brazil have more flair, but just that's what they're missing. Is just that little bit of structure and other individuals on the same level as a. This as is what I'm saying. No, no, and and this is the exact point that I'm saying. I'm saying I think when you grow up in a country that loves football as much as maybe the Netherlands do, England does, Brazil does, you're going. If you actually cared enough and you put the resources into those women that you do for the men, you're going to create better players because there's going to be more people that are good at football and love football on that in in that way. Now maybe you could say that uh, and you've already said it. You'll always get like a good talent pool. But my thing is those countries seem like football is just embedded into the psyche. If you're Brazilian, if you're Dutch, if you're English, if you're Italian, like it's in your blood almost. All you have to do is just care and I think this World Cup might be it's showing me that it's moving in that direction to where eventually it's not just going to be United States dominance. Are you, are you t- if Germany really just decided, and obviously Germany have been really good in women's football, so I'm not saying that, but if Germany just decided we're just going to put super, super, super duper resources into our women's team, you don't think they're going to create a team that's better than the United States? Oh, no, no, I mean, no, no, post-fact. it's oh, Germany. Yeah. Do we know what Germans do with football? That's all I'm saying. Like, if people just really cared in Europe and South America about women's football, it, I think you're not going to see like back-to-back United States winning. I, I feel like you're, you're gonna, there's going to come a time soon where America won't win a World Cup for like three or four. No, no. I mean, but then, but then the real question is this: though, is that are these other European countries going to put? Will are they willing to put investments into improving these teams based off this World Cup? Will they? France was really close to beating. France played better than the United States, and France have been trying for how long? And not not as long as the United States. Put it that way. I was watching the game just thinking, you know, eventually the Netherlands is going to create a team that's just better than the United States because I just trust dust people if they care just to make a better team than the United States if it comes to football. Maybe that's ignorance on my part but or, or bias on my part that I feel like if Europeans actually cared, they would beat Americans. But speaking of, Mexico beat America in the Gold Cup final. Did you watch that at all? Did you watch uh, any of the Gold Cup? Because I did it. So I've I tried to, but I couldn't I couldn't watch most 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 of it, man. It's like I don't think I'm <laughs> I know, but you see, do you know how crazy it is, man? There's literally been Cup America, African Nations Cup, Women's World Cup. This has been the most um filled up summer there's ever been. Under 21 euros as well. So yeah, so like there's never been a summer that's had so many tournaments in one summer. The the two long cup, I think, or tournament, and the gold cup. Those comes on like super late. Like, thank you. I mean, basically, do you know that? I don't even know what what date is these days, man. Because it's like July 8th. 
I, I know, but like the Cup America thing has just destroyed like my concept of of of, of time <laughs> completely. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a slight. You're getting a slight taste of like those people in California that have mm. to wake up on specific time to watch Tottenham Arsenal at. At, at, on a noon kick, eight hours behind, I think. Wait, 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 sorry, sorry. It's it's extra time. Ghana, Tunisia, Salaman, bro, no Ballon d'Or, no Ballon d'Or. This is a different discussion. I don't want to talk about the Ballon d'Or, man. You like I, I was uh I was paying attention to the hangout. Like I caught like the last few minutes of it <laughs> on Sunday. Bro, man, that's those hangouts, man. <laughs> like I realized that people in the I think. A lot of people in there are just crazy. They're just psychos, but we love them. <laughs> they are crazy. In a good way, in a good way. In, no, a good way, way. in a very good way, but they are crazy, but in a good way. But there's there's no way I'm going to have a 40, 50-minute conversation with somebody about who's going to win the Ballon d'Or. Like, you can't get me to do that. Because <laughs> I, I honestly, at my heart, like, deep, deep down, I don't give a f- I really, 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 really don't care who wins the Ballon d'Or. So I'm not like, yo, let's have this hour-long discussion about should Salah be in the conversation? Should Hazard be in the? I don't no, care. No, like, no, no. give it, you know give what? it to whoever. I no, don't. No, 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 I, no, 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 it doesn't it matter. Is. It's like I don't care, and I've always been saying that I don't care. Like the whole individual award is everything, but the discussion is who is. It's basically, it's, it's more of a football discussion than about caring about who is about okay who has had the best season based on whatever position that they've played but in. the so Ballon d'Or like, isn't about the best season it's about the best year which I find completely idiotic yo who's had the best 2019 mm. what does that mean it doesn't mean anything like oh, if no, yeah, no that is very so, so, so basically so they're saying that if Messi let's say scores like 50 goals from now the to- first half of this season then oh he could like what so if he scores in September and October, like that means something. Maybe if you wanted to, like if the Ballon d'Or was given at the end of the 2018-2019 season, I would care. I would care. I think I would care because you could have a conversation about who's had the best season. Who's had the best year from January to December? <laughs> Just like, bro. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, why they don't have the Ballon d'Or like in July or something? Because... People are on their holidays, so they don't want to collect everyone to go to wherever the celebration oh, would be. So you can maybe get people to do that when they're at their or job. Just before the season starts, August or mid-August, just before the season starts, when everyone is just back from home holidays. I just think it's a stupid concept. I just I don't agree with it. I can talk about why I feel it's stupid for an hour, but I can't talk about who actually should win it for an hour. I guess I guess that's I guess that's where I'm at with it. So yeah, but Egypt, Egypt, man, they 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 took that L, bro. I just think, like, I mean, the story was written, you know. I mean, I think, I think maybe that was why, like, this it, it was a bit too much of an assumption of like, oh, much Egypt were on home soil, everything. Look at how well we we do at home. That home credit was going to ride us through. But at the end of the day, it's about what happens on that pitch. Egypt have been a terrible host, by the way. The stadiums are like ninety percent empty. There's, 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 there's like two, I don't know, maybe sections filled, and then the rest of the stadiums just look empty unless Egypt's play. You know, for me, it's for me like my okay, my thing is this is that either you lower the price or give the just tickets give them away, away free. Yeah. Fill the stadium. How are and you not able to fill the, the stadiums, man? I mean, that's ridiculous, man. This is why protesting would work so effectively. If you're an Arsenal fan, or if you're just a fan of a club that you feel Newcastle, just oh, a, a, for a, sure. Sure, just like sure, just sure. like a club that you feel is run so poorly. If you look at one of these AFCON games with the stadium just empty, you can't not look at it. You have to look at it. And you're like, why is the stadium empty? So if you, if this is your club and you think your club's being run poorly, I know it's difficult to just like, I'm not going to the game. I love this club so much. It's a part of my identity. But if you go look at like these international games where there's nobody in the stadiums, it's jarring. And it does make you think, like, why is there nobody there? No, no, but but, but so, it's, it's almost similar. Like, you can draw a parallel to, like, the New York Knicks and even the fans at the Arsenal because people say, hey, man, James Dolan, he's such an annoying owner. The only way to really show that, that we really hate how he's running the New York Knicks is by not showing up. But do you know, first of all, how much those the prices of those tickets are? And the mm-hmm. kinds of people that are going there, they don't give a damn about 
protesting whatsoever. They're, they're always going to go because it's like it's in it's in Manhattan and it's a thing to to do. So like, yeah, man, let me go see the Knicks. Let me spend these thousands of dollars and everything. So that's never going to happen. Same thing with Arsenal because I remember going to an Arsenal game at Emirates and it's families there. Like, and I, I was watching a game and literally this guy had his whole family there and they weren't even watching the flip flipping game. So the atmosphere is not an atmosphere that you would have gotten at a hybrid. It's just family. So that kind of thing wouldn't work. But when you just look at how it sucks away everything good about a football atmosphere. Mm. That's what you're seeing in this African because I'm like, this is like a bloody African. And it's like how the emphasis of the stadiums is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it, it but also you have to think about it like this. We're we're speculating about why this might be. You could say this competition should have be held in should have been held in Cameroon. There's mm. conflict in Cameroon that we can get into at a different time, but you know, the, the tournament obviously couldn't be hosted in Cameroon because of the political situations that are going on there. So you give it to Egypt because Egypt might be the more best equipped country to just take a tournament on at any time, maybe them South Africa, but we give it to Egypt. So maybe there is, wasn't enough time for them to promote the games, for people to get tickets, for, for yeah. like if, 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 if you're like a traveling fan, maybe it was done in haste. So you, you know, you just did, can't go to Egypt or whatever the case may be. We could speculate, but we don't know. Imagine if you're Arsenal and like the whole stadium's empty, and then you have a spokesperson come out and say, "This is why we're not showing up." The exact reason: the we're not spending enough money. The club ownership is horrible. X, Y, Z. You just list off your reasons of why the stadium is empty and will be empty until some of these situations get cleared. That would be a big move, stating intentionally why we're not showing up. What's wrong with the club? And your stadium's gonna look empty um, until you fix some of this stuff. There's no way you wouldn't fix it because it huh. just it looks horrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. It just do. looks bad. It looks bad. Like, like, like that's why it's even that's why Asian friends even watch the games with no sound. But just as sometimes the songs that the fans make is uh, sometimes really good, especially from like the Ghana, Cameroon, Ivory Coast thingy fans. But mm. it's actually even better. To listen to it because it's actually worse listening to it with sound on and just hearing this these sparse crowd sounds from sections because like man, damn this is like it it's like watching like a, a training game or something yeah i was uh, like the, the only saving grace i was watching uh, uganda senegal which i told you what would happen but you know it happened we didn't play that well but uh what is it about african teams and like not getting their money on time Bro, we need to have a discussion about this. But and also that the Ugandan keeper, he looks like a regular guy. <laughs> like he, he looks like just like a regular guy who, yeah, I just do go keep it on the side. But he just basically he looks like a man, just like a regular man. <laughs> so respect like... on Yego, bro. Respect, respect. Um, but yeah, he, good good penalty save by the way. But like it was like you caused the penalty, so I can't give you too much credit. But anyway, I, the, the only saving grace of that game was I was watching it with my dad. So I, like we had the we had discussions about the game while we were watching it. So my dad was like, "Yo, the keeper's gonna get a red card," and he should have had a red card. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like that is a fun interaction. But if I was watching it by myself, it's just like yo, there's like a thousand people in the stadium, and it fits like. 30, 40, 50,000. It's just, it's not a good look. So, can we talk about Nigeria this week? Is it, is it okay to talk about them when they win? Yes, it's okay to talk about them. <laughs> so, you guys beat the holders. Um, Alex Awobi scored the winning goal late on. Mm. What did you think? Look, man, um, it's not vintage Nigerian football. Um, it's not how I think Nigeria should be playing. But as I've always said, a win is a win. And at two one down, I didn't think that they'd have it in them to get back at the game. But the boys dug deep, and yeah, we um, we put it through. You know, Igalo is look, what can I say? Like he's Respect a massive downgrade from Kanu, Amunike, Amokichi, and and so forth. But at the end of the day, he got those two goals, got the assist, almost had a, a hat trick, and was very influential in Nigeria winning the game. And they will be yet again getting another crucial, crucial goal for Nigeria, as it's done so many times. So the thing that, yeah, like, I mean, that just shows great character to come because that was it was a, a difficult game. Because if Cameroon are not individually good talent-wise quality, they are always a very tough team to play. You know, they're a very tough, strong team to, 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 to play. So um, look, I said like there there is great potential for this Nigeria team. You know that they 
it's all about, about getting the right sets of right players, right strategy. And I think like the always had a chance to get back in the game based on the attack. Because that's attack of you have Chukese there, you have Musa there. It's just that their Nigeria's attack was always better than Cameroon's attack. It's just whether they would be able to really show up in those key moments, which they did. So you know, Egalo Owobi, they came clutch, man. All right. Let's let's do a couple transfer stories and a couple news stories um outside of Neymar, obviously. Um, you brought up Pogba before we started. I'm mm. not quite sure what's going on with the Pogba situation. Oh, he he went to he he's he's with the camp. But what what did you have in mind about Paul Pogba? It's really the whole thing that it's between Juventus and Real Madrid. Obviously, Mino Raiola said that. Look, my client, who I work for, says that he wants to leave. So uh, Real is trying to find a path um, out of United for Pogba. So, yeah, so um, Juventus, they're going to prepare a 120 million euro bid for Pogba. The question, it just seems like if it's a matter of, of time. I think where United are concerned is he has to go for the right price. You know, he has to go for the right price. And I think for Pogba, do you take Juventus or do you take Real Madrid? That's the thing. Based on everything that has been said, United fans' reaction to him and to Raiola, it would make no sense him playing for Man United next season. He has to make that move to either Juventus or Real Madrid. Juventus, you're going back home, um, linking up with... Um, Cristiano could be very interesting. Um, there's a whole thing of like trying to finally bring back a Champions League for Juventus, which which would be huge for Real Madrid. There's no club bigger than Real Madrid. You're going to the biggest club club in the world. You're playing under Zidane. You're playing in a star-studded team. How will you combine with with Hazard and Higuain? They're a team that would actually actually do need you based on Modric and Cruz getting older. Um, and if you do it for Real Madrid, you know, boom, that's there's there, there is no bigger club than that. So, I think that if you really believe you're the best, you have to go to Real Madrid, Zidane, Ronaldo, all the, all the greatest have always tried to go through that path of Real Madrid. So, if you really think you're the best and you're the greatest, you have to look at that, you have to view that Real Madrid path. Mm. Griezmann, Atletico released a whole statement on Antoine Griezmann. Same thing that he's a he's a loser or something or what? And I, I not to me it's just like, does Antoine Griezmann really think he's this good to be creating all this drama? Like, <laughs> did, like I don't think he's like some spectacular player that does, that warrants like two teams going to war over. You know what I mean? Like, so he has Atletico and Barcelona beefing over him. He's not some top five, top ten player in the world, I don't think. Like, Hazard, maybe I would get it. Clearly, he's good. Neymar, I understand. If PSG and Barcelona want to go to war over Neymar, I understand. Griezmann, I'm just like, you. so you really, like, they gave him the documentary on Netflix, and now I think he thinks he's bigger than Atletico. Yeah, no, no, I mean, for me, I think something, something obviously got messed up, I think. He should have already been a Barcelona player by now. But I just think that, again... It goes back to Barcelona's history of being very dodgy in how they do transfers. Somehow something got botched up because what was what's supposed to happen is that by the time he already announced, everything would have been sealed and he would have already pretty much gone, basically on being a Barcelona player by now. Hence why, that's why Atletico have already accepted, used, had the money and already bought um, Jao Felix. So something obviously got botched up, which means that he's now without a club. He ain't, well, no, he is with a club because Atletico like, uh, it's on you that you've not sorted yourself out, but you're still under contracts. You have to turn up to a preseason, <laughs> you know. Like they stripped him of his squad number, though. Then we're numbered seventy-seven. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure that's available, <laughs> you know. So like, yeah. like like you ain't wearing no 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 number seven, bro. So basically, the worst thing that could happen is if let's say this doesn't get sorted out, come the beginning of the season. Atletico are, are beating like Legan is like 4-0. 85 minutes, you see Griezmann with a massive beard, long like dreadlocks and everything with the number 78 on his back. Come on for Jao Felix for the last four minutes of the game. He did it to himself. He should have conferred with the club beforehand. Mm. Morata went about it the right way. Obviously, it wasn't cool, but he went about it the right way. He was just like, I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to camp out there and I'm going to let the clubs do it together, but I'm not going to announce anything. Griezmann should have took his ass to Barcelona and just sat there. I, I need you guys to work out a deal to where I become a Barcelona player. But you don't 
come out on your social media and announce, oh, I, I had a really good time with Atletico, but my time's here is done. I need a new adventure, blah, blah, blah. No, just like you go to where you want to go and you just stay there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, yeah. But you don't say anything. He came yeah. out and said something before the agreement, so he pissed off his home, his employer, and he's put his projected employer into a bad situation. He messed it up himself by coming out publicly before anything. He, You only come out once you know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I think he thought he had so much clout or cachet that he could just do whatever he wanted and it would happen. You're, you're not you're that Robert, nice. You're, you're, not, you're not Batman. You're Robin. You're Robin. He's not that nice. You're a Maratha level... Pl- that's that's, that's <laughs> okay. disrespectful. I'm sorry. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Before we get to questions, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor. We haven't spoken since uh since Iron Robin retired. All right. So the floor is yours. So Robin allegedly has retired. He's not fully retired yet. It's 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 still up in the air. But assuming that he has retired, sad day for 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 football man. Sad sad day. Um, one of the most unique football players of all time. Um, a true individual in the sense of, of the word. It's truly remarkable how a guy can tell you, I am going to do this, and he does it. So you know what he's going to do. And for him to still do it when he's told you exactly what he's going to do, I think is incredible. And I think it's actual genius. And I think, I don't know that people appreciate how unique a player he was, because I think, how many players have there been in football? I mean, thousands upon hundreds of thousands. And there are very few players. I mean, there are good, amazing players, but there are very few players who are unique in what they do. It's almost as if like whenever you go on um, Pro Evo or Premier League, where you know 100% whenever you're controlling Robin because the way in which he plays is so particular and so original that it just makes him stand out from the crowd. So, um, yeah, man, no, no, look, it's... um, he was robbed of a World Cup. He should, he should have, he should have had, had a World Cup. Best player at the 2014 World Cup. Um, I I still believe that if Holland do qualify for the World Cup, that he'll go and, he, just like Zidane, he'll come out of re- retirement to, to, to help them somehow. But yeah, man, very sad, man. Un- unfortunate, man. Um, because, like, look, w- definitely one of my most favorite play players of all time. And a guy who, like, greed is seen as a bad thing. He's one of the few guys that shows you the positivity and the goodness in being greedy. So, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Avarice is a good thing, okay? So yeah, that was that was Half Hope's eulogy on uh, Robin's career. He'll be around. He'll be around, I'm sure, doing some football stuff. I was really surprised that he didn't go. You know how the Dutch players go back to their original clubs for a season or two? So you'll mm-hmm. see like Huntelaar go back or Van Persie or Dirk Kite. Or Maybe Kuyt. it'll just be a... A fitness thing. I think maybe he just assessed himself medically and be like, bro, I'm broken physically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I can't give anyone a season, less than half a season. Van Percy was bagging G's last year as well. Like he could still play if he wanted. Mm. I, I'm sure I'm pretty sure he had over like 15 goals in the in the Eredivisie last year. So uh, but he he hung them up as well. So yeah, man. It's sad, it's sad. And I it, it, I was he never fulfilled his potential at Chelsea. But you know, he, I think he found better places. If that makes sense. So, no, no, no. But he still made a name. Like that's first league title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he he was great, but he never had the legacy of like he stayed there for five, six, seven yeah, yeah, seasons yeah, 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 yeah. and built a career. Like so, in that sense, I feel like it was it was it was sad. But he went to Madrid, didn't quite work out, and then he went to Bayern and found his home. So it's always it's always cool when players can go find like their club. So you're always going to see Robin as a Bayern man. Um, which, you know, that's cool. Uh, all right, so let's do these questions. I think we have 10 minutes left. I put like a 10-minute warning there. So why do so many players do nitrous from do black what? emoji? Have you do ever what? seen like um like players, um, they'll be on their holidays and they'll have these like balloons and they'll be sucking on the balloon? No. It's like uh, it's like nitrous, nitrous gas. I don't know what it does. I don't do but drugs. Does, so. that, that makes you laugh or something. I don't know. Again, I don't know what it is. I just know that in those balloons there's nitrous. But I'm not a fed or I'm not a police officer, so I don't know the effects or if it's good or bad. I just I just know what's in the balloons. So maybe if somebody knows how to get us a hold of the balloons, we'll try it and we'll do a show on it. 
Just kidding. But <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep, keep your flipping balloons, man. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to turn into flipping. Well, no, like, but were you ever a kid and you like, you know, somebody had like the helium balloons and you would get the oh. helium and then you make a voice. You, know? you did you ever no, do that? We we did not have that in Nigeria. No, sorry. I remember, no, I I tried that once and I got a I got a spanking. So oh. <laughs> I came up to my dad. <laughs> with my voice like I got it, like on the has my helium and what have you done? What have you done? So then I, I got slapped. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, it's like if I went up to that with like to my to my mom or anything, I should probably take me to the hospital or something. Like, have, have I been possessed by something? <laughs> my son, my son, <laughs> do you want? <laughs> Oh man, the thing, oh, everything that's not normal is a demon. But anyway, this is a different discussion. Uh, all right, here we go. See, I knew someone would ask. Top three on the Ballon d'Or podium if it was decided today. Please know Europa League players from Wavy McGrady. Um, Hazard. Have have hope. Your top three Ballon d'Or podium. Because he said no Europa League players. Hazard, Van Dijk, and um, Messi. Okay. I, I recuse myself from this question. I love Zidane, but how crazy is he to let Rabio and Ndombele go for a combined fee of 70 million and then has the cheek to ask Perez for 150 for Pogba? What weed is this guy smoking? Our midfield would have been perfect with those two players, but he insisted on Pogba. Um, How sure are you that Rab- Rabio and Ndombele... Like, so are you saying that Rabio and Ndombele both would be better for Real Madrid than a, a Pogba, knowing that you already have a Modric and a, and a Tony Cruz there. So if you bring in Undomble and Rabiot there with a midfield of Modric and Cruz, how much does that improve them? Is Rabiot a goal-scoring midfielder? Is Undomble a goal-scoring midfielder to the same degree as, as Pogba? No. So it's like, I just think that Pogba can be much... Like, you're judging Pogba playing with a bunch of bricks. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like... His his talents and what he can do and his ability, I think, is far too valuable to ignore. At AJ Cool sixteen says it seems like there's been a really low level of local fan support in the non-host games this year compared to past Afcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and we already kind of mm. touched on that. Is it that Egyptians don't care about non-Egypt games, or are the tickets prices too high? In almost every single tournament or anything, you. The like even like look at the women's World Cup, you always see the stadiums are full because people are oh wow, there's a there's a tournament in uh country or whatever. Yeah, man, let's go and watch this stuff. So um which Premier League sides have had the best and worst transfer windows so far? Which Premier League sides have had the war? Well, Liverpool have not done anything. Um City Chelsea can't do anything. Um I suppose it's been Chelsea have had a good window, man. Oh, they sold Hazard for like 130 million euros. They sold okay, Morocco so for like 70 million euros. Yeah. And they bought Kovacic, which, you know, good or bad, but they bought a player with a transfer ban. So <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Um, Spurs, Spurs, I mean, yeah, they in Dumbbell is a really good buy. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's too early to say who's had good and bad because one, I really haven't been paying that much attention to transfers with all the international competitions. So there's that. And the window, what, it still has another month left? Mm. A month and a half? So we'll see. That That's a question we can come back to, Mason. Um, in relation to the transfer market from Football Bents 4, which players have fared well in AFCON and Copa America, which have underwhelmed? And what have you seen of Ivory Coast? How do you rate Nico Pepe? Um, Players that have fared well in AFCON. The strikers for Algeria look really, really good. Mares has looked good, but that doesn't. That's not in relation to the uh, the transfer window. Um, if Ola Aina was still a Chelsea player and wanted to sell after this Afcon, he'd be way more, he'd be worth way more than nine million euros. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. he's been really good. Yeah. Even after the season he had, for them to get him on nine million, that's a steal. What have we seen from Ivory Coast? I like that uh, Zaha's finally coming into the tournament. I think he scored three goals now. But he's not played that well, man. I don't think he's he started maybe one match, so the co I don't know what up, what's up with the coach. The coach wants to play um Max Gradle ahead of him, so maybe he's just trying to ease him into the tournament, or maybe there's an injury that I'm not quite familiar with or something like that. But yeah, he's 
easing him into the tournament. How do we rate Nico Pepe? I, don't uh, think I mean, for, for the amount of hype he's received, he's not really impressed that that much, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to really talk to somebody who watched Leo for a better picture on him, but at this AFCON, I don't think it's been... It, it he hasn't reflected the Leo form. I, I we can say that. Um, as for Copa America, I think the player that's shown the most that's shown the most is Everton. And I think he's still playing in Brazil, so somebody's gonna buy him. So low key, Neymar made that guy money. So because if if Neymar's there, Everton's not playing on the left. So the fact that he's in game, starting, making an impact, scoring goals in finals, and all this other stuff, like he's made that guy money. You know, he was actually named after the club. Oh, you mean Everton Suarez? Yeah, I was reading his Wikipedia page. It says he was named after Everton football clubs. So maybe they should buy him. Could you imagine if like Everton bought Everton and then he ended up being like one of the best players in the Premier League? Like that would be perfect for yeah, them. No, no, come on, that would be too perfect, bro. Like Wait, so- you pay them a hundred million. The marketing opportunities alone would be insane. He has your name. He's you. Are Leicester coming for top six? If so, who are they bumping off the ladder? Uh they bought um Yuri Tillemans today, I think, for like 40 million pounds or something yeah, actually, like that. So. Just very quickly. Um, so Tunisia Ghana has just gone to penalties. Mm-hmm. And the Tunisian keeper was just brought off in like the last bit of extra time for another keeper who they feel is a better shot stopper. And he was really pissed off because he didn't want to come off. Like a Kepa situation? Yeah, no, 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 exactly like that. Just that this, for this instance, he actually did come off. But you can see that he didn't want to come because he was like, my gosh, I could be a hero here. Mm. But the guy just said, look, bro, sorry, you have, you have, you have to come off. So, <laughs> what do you actually think about that thing? I mean, like, if you were a keeper in that situation, would you come off or would you be like, or would you do a Kepa? If you could feel that, man, I've, I've kept us in the game for 120 minutes, I have a, a chance to be a hero. And to see yourself just come on for a guy who is just waltzing in, and it's and it just and he, let's say he just makes like one save, he'll not get all the products and you'll be forgotten about. Van Hal did it in the uh, in yeah, the yeah, cruel. Cruel. yeah, he took off. Did he take off cruel or and he brought on Silicon or was it he, yeah, no, he, he took off Silicon and brought on cruel. cruel and it worked? So I feel like if I was the starting goalkeeper of my team and the coach thought that the other player was better at saving penalties. I would hope that I would agree with my coach and I would know that, yeah, he's better than me and come off. If I thought he wasn't better than me, though, mm. which is interesting, you still have to respect the coach at the end of the day. So I would come off. I wouldn't like it. I'd let everyone know, I think. But especially the coach, I'd tell him, like, maybe, like, in secret, like, that's bullshit. But I would respect the decision. I wouldn't do Kepa. Like, you can't. I can't anyway. It's disrespectful, man. No, no, just that. No, that would just feel really crappy. We're like, my gosh, because again, I have been in a situation where, like, I um, I saved, I think, two or three penalties in a penalty shootout when I was in in school, and it's a great mm-hmm. feeling. So to be denied that feeling of saving penalties in a penalty shootout, man, I mean, it it's it would suck. That's the end of the questions. Um, we have an extra to record, so we're gonna get out of here right now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. Um, if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe. It's free. Remember to give us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. You can find me at Daniel to look on Twitter. Have hope. Where can people get you? You can find your boy at Have Hope Hot on Twitter and visit the website HaveHopeFootballHot.com. Carl Anka will be back next week, we hope, um, for Whoa. episode 150. 150 episodes next week. That's a lot. Wait, really? Wait, are you sure oh. you're, 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 you're counting into right? 150? Yep. No, Yo, no, no. number, man. That, that seems a bit. We we passed like a three year anniversary or something like that, like a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't even realize it because I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. But Sloppy we've been bro. doing this thing three years. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, summer of twenty sixteen. If you've been a day one, we appreciate you guys. If you've come lately or sometime in between, we we really appreciate you guys. It's been a journey, tough times, fun times, but yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can keep this going. So. We'll see you guys for episode 150 next week. And, yeah, Talking Tactics Podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Talking Tactics Extra. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. (laughs)
It's me, H, half hope, double H, trying to live, trying to exist, trying to trying to stay, stay black. People know who you are. I don't think we need to. No, 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 no. You have to, you always have to keep reminding them. On talking tactics extra. I feel yeah. like talking tactics extra people know, like, oh, that's Daniel's voice, that's that Pope's voice, that's nah, Cole's nah, voice. Nah, if he shows nah, up, I roll. You always have to keep on reminding mm-hmm. people all the time. Always, 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 always. Reinforce Constantly. the brand. Reinforce the brand. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now we're talking. So this is. I wanted to get into this. Nigeria play South Africa in the oh, Africa oh, Cup of Nations. In the past, we've had like sentence long conversations about like. The rift between Nigerians and South Africans, and I've, I've we've never really got in depth on the conversation. I've I've always been curious about like why does Have Hope think this, or what is like the root cause of whatever this is. So now that you guys are playing each other in Afcon, I, I guess there's no time like the present, so to speak. The Nigerians who stay in South Africa, and I think there was a story that that came out about how um, Nigerians were being treated. In South Africa, you know, and also how they are portrayed. And you look at the movie District 9, there are Nigerians in District 9, but the Nigerians played by South Africans who are just portrayed as these demonic, mindless morons, pretty much. So, and, but then there's the, there's the other thing of like how many people in Africa view Nigerians as arrogant. Sports Social Podcast Network.